Listen, if you think you're going to trick me into admitting what my age is by doing this podcast, you've got one thing coming up. Although, although, I'll be the first one to admit, happily admit, that I am in my 40s. Come on, that's so easy. I just have to tell people that um, you're the same age as Ash and Sachin. They'll work it out themselves, yeah. What, in the same way that you're the same age as, I don't know, Sir Mick Jagger? Yeah, stop taking the Mick. <laughs> what was that? That was my Mick Jagger impersonation. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters. And we're everything else in between. And in this episode of the Shabby and Man podcast, we thought we would do something, rather talk about something inspired by the lockdown scenario all around us. The world is in lockdown mode. COVID-19 has wreaked havoc across the world. I believe it's become part of the dictionary as well. That's it? right. I think they've added three new words. COVID-19, self-isolation and Possibly social distancing, I'm not quite sure, but the Oxford Dictionary has added them this morning. And while everybody else is talking about what COVID-19 actually is, and while we are all putting our hands together, clapping our uh, hands rather in praise of the frontline heroes. All the key workers. All the key workers. And that includes people who we don't think about, like even the bin men. Absolutely. Bin men, those who are manning corner shops, you know, anybody who is working and not self-isolating because they are providing a key service so that society can still keep running you know, services can still be delivered. Thank you so much. So we thought, you know, that naturally when we look back on this, when our kids are all grown up, Hopefully it's once in a lifetime. I don't think it's something like this is going to happen again. Yeah, Hopefully. let's just Fingers hope crossed. it's a once yeah. in a lifetime, once in a generation thing. And um, so we thought, you know, you and I are of a certain age. I'm sure we've got a few stories to tell. So we look back on our lives, your life in London, your life in a boarding school in India, so you can split your time. There's more, the than, more to me than just one boarding school in India. I've lived okay. in India for well, so many years. Boarding school in India, Dhaba. Those who've heard the previous episodes of the Shabby and Man podcast, they know your Dhaba and your love of Pankajudas and Samosa. And I, used to live in, I used to live in Uttar Pradesh for many years. Yes. I used so, to live in Delhi for many years. Oh, all right. Fantastic. So all of that. So in our lifetime... And me growing up in Delhi and Bhopal, Indore, several places. Um, what do we remember? Life-changing events. What do you mean growing up in several places? You were like shunted around? No, my dad was in government service. So he was in a transferable job, as they say in India. Although a bulk of my growing up years was in Delhi because dad was posted in Delhi for the longest time. But then I was born in Calcutta. Then I came over to Delhi. And then I think we spent a few years, two years in Indore, a few years in Bhopal, one year in Kanpur for me. And then we were in, in, in Delhi for the whole time. So yes, many, many memories. Let's talk about life-changing events or big events that made the headlines something at least that, in our country. You mean something that I still remember all these years later? Some, something that you still remember. Now, I'm going to go back to the 80s because I'm a 70s child. You're a 20s child. I don't know what you're going to come up with. Don't give me any war stories, please. So what is it? What are you going to pick as the first thing, your first memory of a yeah. big event? I wish I was born in the roaring 20s. It sounds wonderful. Roaring 20s? Uh, and what what were the seventies called? No, swinging sixties, and did the seventies have some kind of a label as well? Uh, Bell bottom seventies. Let's just say, if you remember the seventies, you haven't lived. Uh, please, <laughs> all right. Now you're talking like Sir Mick Jagger. Okay, so what is the big event that you are going to pick as your first event that you remember as being a big deal? Well, as you mentioned, my boarding school. I'll tell you that I must have been about nine, ten, mm. maybe ten, eleven. Which and, year was uh, this again? And, 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 uh, <laughs> John Lennon died. I didn't actually know who John Lennon was. Hmm. But I remember it was a big deal in the school and there were these posters. How would you find out in school? It's not that you're going to the library to read the paper every no, morning. No, if you're in a boarding school, you live hmm. together. Hmm. You know, you, at night, 
Yeah, Boris was work. But between, did you did you all huddle around the wireless in the door? No, no, no. Between eight and nine, you're allowed to listen to music. Mm. Uh, the seniors are. Yeah. You have to strain your ears and try mm. to hear a bit. Mm. And they used to play a lot of mm. Jim Morrison, the, so, the Doors, so John whatever, Lennon, whatever was. Assassination was a big deal. So it was, um, yeah. I mean, us youngsters didn't really know who he was or anything. Uh, much it was much later that we found out, you know, what the Beatles were. Mm. But uh, it was. I remember this big buzz. That's my earliest memory of you know everyone saying, "Oh my God, John Lennon's mm. died," mm. and us younger ones were thinking, "Who? Who is John Lennon?" Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, I think it has to be 1981. Uh, I wasn't even 10. I was much younger than 10. Um, Prince Charles and Diana's wedding. It happened here. We didn't have TV back then. We were in Indore. I still remember. But the national paper, the wide, the most widely circulated paper in Indore is called Sahih Dunia. Can I just butt in again? Yes. You didn't have TV because your Bengali and education is everything or you didn't have TV because no. TVs weren't around? No, because TVs those days had just come to, you know, I think they'd come to like every city. Indore was a small city in Madhya Pradesh. So every city had like one TV tower and I think it had like one big TV where people could gather and watch it together or something like that. It definitely hadn't been rolled out on a commercial basis for every family to own a television. Uh, in 1981, you in sure? Yes, not in Indore. Definitely, I know that. But we would watch the odd film on a Saturday or a Sunday at some some somebody's house or one of these places. This is where I'm confused because I was in India in the 80s as well. A bit later. Yeah. I think it was yeah. in 84, 85, 83, yeah. 84. And um, there was definitely TV there. I used to watch Khandan. And no, so that came a little later. That suddenly... Hamlog. Was it Hamlog? Ah, this is... I'm talking about 1981 and I'm oh. not talking about Delhi. I'm not talking about the big oh, cities. I'm talking about Indore. Yeah. So I remember the newspaper was Nai Dunia and it was it was a newspaper in Hindi. That was the national paper. I don't think you got any English papers then, back then. My mom and dad would be able to correct me. And the front photograph was that famous photograph of Princess Diana and Prince Charles kissing on the on the balcony of Buckingham Palace. It was a grainy black and white photo, or at least I remember it as being a grainy black and white photo. And we knew it was a big deal because everybody was talking about it on the radio. And this was like almost a half page spread of this black and white photo. I actually remember the wedding because I was here in London at the time. Hmm. And was, it was, was a big deal. It was televised uh, and all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, were I you was, old was, enough to know what the big deal was? Yeah, or was yeah, it just uh, that royalty? Uh, I was, and no, no, I was quite old by then. Hmm. I think my next my next event is something which I sh- should remember, especially since Bollywood is my mainstay now and it is such an integral part of my work. But I don't remember, sad to say. Uh, this was Amitabh Bachchan's big accident on the sets of Kuli. Now, I've, when I look back on uh, the uh, newspapers from the time... When I, I, actually, up, I, I actually remember it. Do you I, remember? I, I, were you here or were you in India? No, school? the thing was that... Um, I was here when he had the accident. Yeah. But when the movie was released... The following year. The following year, I was spending three, four years in India. Hmm. So I do remember. So, so I, I, I'm, because I know that life came to a standstill, you know, everybody kind of was praying for him every single day. There were updates from the hospital, from Breach Candy. First it happened in Bangalore, then he was moved to Breach Candy Hospital. And you know, the big news was Indira Gandhi was Prime Minister at the time and she was a family friend of the Bachchans, right? She they was, knew yeah. each other in Allahabad. So the Prime Minister of India flew down to Breach Candy to see him and all of that. I don't have any recollection. Have you actually seen the movie? We're talking about the movie Kuli. Kuli, yeah. yeah. I think it came out in 83. 83, 84, something 84. like that. 83, yeah. And I remember going with, I think, my relatives or my friends. Must, I was too young to go with my friends. I must have gone with my relatives. Huh. And I remember going in India. Watch, in India. Mm. And I remember going watching the movie and where, is it Puneet Isar? Yeah. Puneet Isar, yeah. where he... Yeah. Gives him one punch. It gives him an elbow. Yeah. They, they freeze the frame. They slow it, show it yeah. in slow motion. And there's a big deal. They say and like, they this show is it, where it happened. Uh, yeah, they show it again and again and again. This mm. is where it actually happened. Was it 
an edge of a sharp table. I can't he fell remember. on a table I, very badly, I think, and kind of the edge went into his I, I can't stomach remember. and ruptured his intestines or whatever it was. Yeah. So, uh, no, you two answer your question. I haven't seen Kuli. But this must be. You must have seen Kuli number one with Govinda. Kuli number one I've seen, probably with you. But Kuli, um, uh, I haven't seen. And this must have been a big, big event back then, right? What what would you what what would you remember? What's next on your list? I know what I have on my list. I don't actually next. have a list, but um, I do remember that you and me. We are talking about very famous um, events. Uh, uh, no, uh, celebrities. Huh. You and me were watching the news one night a um, mm. couple of years ago. Mm. Well, five six years ago, we were watching the news eleven o'clock at night, and suddenly it was breaking news mm. about Michael Jackson. Ten years ago. Was it ten years ago? Do you know how I remember? Ten years ago. I, I'll tell you how I remember. Oh, it was late in the evening, late at night, rather. Yeah, we were watching you news. You were something, watching yeah. something on TV, and I was typing up my first book on my laptop. And then you said, "Hey, hang on, hang on, just listen, listen. There's something. They've got some breaking news." Ten years ago. So this was Michael Jackson, right? Do you remember there the, was uh, aerial shots of yeah. uh, helicopter? Watching the ambulance go down yeah. and all that. I think the first time I really watched but something. But way oh before God. that, I'm going to go back to the 80s now. And I'm going to recall two events that happened very close to each other, both in 1984. This is when I really, really remember where I was, what I was doing, what I was wearing, what time of day it was. You know, we're not doing, this is not chronologically. You don't have to do 1980. Mein no, kya, I know. 1981. Mein kya, 1982. All the big events were in the 80s, mein, early 80s. So, this is the event. Our first man in space, squadron leader Rakesh Sharma. And I know this even more because my sister was a huge fan. And my sister had these uh, scrapbooks. So she had, she cut out everything about Rakesh Sharma that came out in the papers and the newspapers and the magazines, India Today, you name it. Yeah? And he was quite a poster boy. And there were two of them, Rakesh Sharma, Ravish Malhotra. Till the last minute, we didn't know which one of them would go to space and the other one would be the standby, right? So my sister had these um, scrapbooks. I know and, this because I was there as well. Yeah. And years later, years later, when my, my dad was posted back in Delhi and my dad was in a very senior position in the postal department. Um, what position? That he was uh, secretary department, of course, you know, so which is the head of, oh, he was the head of philately. So head of stamps and issuing stamps and all of that global, uh, national head. Yeah. Uh, my dad met Rakesh Sharma at a function. Yeah. This was years later. And he, he told, he must have told Rakesh Sharma that my daughters were huge. My elder daughter was a huge fan and all of that. So he said, wow, you know, and, so I somehow it transpired that my dad ended up sending those scrapbooks to him and he autographed each and every one of them for my sister and son. So Rakesh Sharma going into space. And I always talk about this incident, even when I talk about his upcoming biography in Bollywood. That I remember by this time we had our own television sets, but it was a black and white TV. We huddled around the TV sets because in the evening, the Prime Minister of India, Indira Gandhi, was going to have a conversation with him in space, her in uh, Delhi. Uh, I know what you're going to say, but you said a very famous quote. Yes. yes. So when she, you know, this was our first glimpse into what space travel is like because yeah. we weren't there when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon or... Yuri, what was the other person? Gagarin. 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 Yeah? We didn't, weren't there. I mean, I don't remember any of that. So, Rakesh Sharma showing us these, how food was in tubes and how, you know, weightlessness and all of that. So, right at the end, she said, Upar se Bharat kaisa dikta hai? Huh? From outer space, what does India look like? Without hesitation, he said, Sare jahan se achha. That was the headline the next day in all the papers. And I think it's one of those moments where, you know, even if you don't think about being an Indian or how proud you must be for because of this and that and your heritage and culture and all of that at any other time. It is moments like these that make you so, so proud of, of an achievement, you know, that uh, you can claim collectively. 
as Indians. Now you said two people were chosen to go up into space. Yes. Now we have a connection as well. The two you... people were trained, but yeah. only one went. But up what into about space. the third person that we actually ended up working with? Oh my goodness me! You yes, forget about I that. forget about him. We actually ended up being on radio at the same time as this gentleman whose name is Yuri, and he was the third person, Yogesh Suri. He yeah. was he was in the air force or the army as well. Right, he was in the air force, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he was the third person. Yeah. So there were two standbys, but I think the most prominent ones were Rakesh Sharma and Ravish Malhotra. Still remember. Uh, what else? What else? Do you, don't you remember any of the other big? Nineteen eighty-four. Are you on eighty-three? Eighty-four. I'm on eighty-four. You right must now. remember the riots after Indira Gandhi yes. was assassinated. That's why I said two events close together oh, because Indira, Indira Gandhi was still prime minister when yes, Rakesh yes. Sharma went into space. Must have been in the summer, spring or summer of eighty-four. And who can forget thirty-first October, nineteen eighty-four? Indira Gandhi was assassinated. And although we were very young and you knew that schools were closed and all of that, because we were in Delhi at the time, Delhi was terrifying. Delhi was absolutely terrifying. And I remember those days. We used to live in these flats in Saket. All of us friends, you know, in these beautiful flats, um, and our dads at night. in groups of four or five would patrol the the what would you call it the enclosure yeah. the entire you know uh, perimeter of the block uh, yeah perimeter of the block and they would uh, they would patrol it every night to make sure that nobody came back because there were people who were there was rampant looting in all the high streets you know lathi lekar log sab kuch loot rahe the from ice cream cartons to this and that windows were smashed i remember there were four sikh families in within our thing and we were all friends we were all you know we know their moms and dads we played with the kids and uh, we made sure that you know nobody kind of told anyone who lives where and it was a very scary scenario so especially remember these patrol things that at night when we we would say goodbye and good night and say go to bed you know our, our dad would say okay today is my turn with so and so with mr sharma and so and so and so and so five of us are going to be patrolling from say 10 in the night to 5 in the morning you know so those were scary times where were you were you in india or were you here oh, i was in india at the time hmm. i was in UP I was on the border of India and Nepal where uh, it wasn't that bad but mm. Delhi's not far from there Yeah Delhi's not far I think it was all of India that erup- erupted suddenly into this very uh, I mean the closest city to big city to me mm. is Lucknow Yeah and Banaras probably And what made it so poignant was the fact that because Delhi is so close to Punjab and Delhi has such a massive population of Sikhs you know who've made Delhi their home right later when we lived in Lajpat Nagar you know one of the first places where I came even when L- I was a kid Lajpat Nagar was a displaced Lajpat, yeah, colony it was a, Only four displaced Punjabis when uh, the partition happened. So we knew so many friends, and we, you know, Sikhs were an integral part of Delhi society. Nobody even thought of them as, uh, you know, people who you need to be suddenly aggressive towards only because two Sikh bodyguards happened to have assassinated the prime minister. Those were very, very turbulent times. Turbulent times. You know, I remember um, it so well. Terrible piece of trivia that I've always known from that time hmm. that the day that same morning that she got assassinated or the day before, hmm. she was meeting Peter Ustinov. Peter Ustinov. Yeah, Peter really? Ustinov, who was the you know the actor. Yeah, who was in Delhi at the time. He was in Must Delhi at the time, been, and right? she she was meeting him. Huh. Wow. See, we remember strange things, right? About. about world events and this would be a world event this is a world event this is a world there's one more thing that i missed out in the 80s again i remember it only as an india today cover because i wasn't into cricket then i was far too young but my dad was are you going skipping back to 1983 danny chance i'm skipping back to 1983 when india won the world cup beating the big guns west indies indians were completely written off they were the underdogs and i think the only way my dad's favorite way of listening to a bit like you i think even today 
my dad would any day prefer a radio commentary to watching uh, cricket on on TV but now of course the times have changed uh but it was such a big deal 1983 cricket world cup i still remember the india today cover so it's very strange i prince charles and diana's wedding i remember the newspaper headlines i was in london at the time of the world cup final mm. and i was with my class friends and mm. we weren't really bothered about it mm. and you know it happened it happened but then afterwards was you know, it a big deal for your mum and dad for people like your mum and dad who came from india and therefore they yeah, had stronger maybe ties maybe for my dad and his friends my mum yeah. was not really because you were you wouldn't interested. have been following cricket sitting here in london i'm sure you were supporting no, the, arsenal well, and yeah yeah but world cup was a big thing huh. and uh, we all knew who couple they were huh. and we all knew sunil gavaskar see i have a feeling you Bishin knew Bedi, because you had lived in india for a bit yeah. or had you not left for I, india I, then i had i had come back from my boarding school but i was going again for 3 years yeah Guys, pay attention here. If you don't do well in studies, they kick you from country to country. You get shunted around. And then you end up learning Indian history, English history. Oh, you mean you end up learning neither? Oh, you end up learning neither. What do you say in Hindi? Dhobi ka kutta na ghar ka na ghat ka. And what do you say in English? What? I can't remember. <laughs> Actually, I can. Between a rock and a hard place. Oh, well, there you go. Between a rock and a hard place. Um, speaking of radio, Yeah, speaking of radio, uh, what what you going to say about radio? I was going to say that uh, you know even to this day, I don't know whether it's because we are on radio. You know because something about radio just come to my head that uh, talking about great big events, uh, very big events. I was on one Sunday morning. I remember the Sunday morning. I used to do this morning show, so mm. I had to be in the studio by 8. Mm. And this it, is your daily days on radio. This is my daily days on yeah. radio. And um There was a kind of routine that I used to get up and I used to put on BBC World Service mm. at about 6:30 in the morning and all this news was coming out that um, Princess Diana has been in a car crash and things are very sketchy then. Mm. And you know so I went into the studio I'm not sure whether I should say anything I was listening to the radio. Mm. So you know throughout the show I was saying uh, there's been a huge development in Britain uh-huh. maybe we should tune into the news. Yeah. Yeah because that's so what you I found thought, out much before they actually yeah, because the, the story. English channels hadn't said anything. Yes. I don't know you know what the protocol was and I didn't want to be the one to suddenly go out and yeah. say it in case it wasn't right. Uh, yeah. Huh. I mean I knew something I, we knew there was an accident but yeah. she hadn't been declared uh, dead, uh, dead you know. Hmm. So I always be, remember that. That would have been a huge because one event, one time yeah. I'm doing this fun silly kind of show yeah. and mother ear is you know watching the news channels yeah your ear can't watch but i know what you're trying to say mother ear is tuned in tuned into the news, news channels. channels and um um yeah i mean this had you been here then this would have been the big news right it would have been it was big news there as well hmm. because it was dominating all the tv coverage the, the next day yeah you know you mentioned how i'm talking a lot about the 80s but now i think i would zoom straight to the 90s and the other event that i remember that i look back on as being life changing was when i was at uni uh was liberalization when liberalization happened in india and all these satellite channels suddenly overnight sprung up everywhere that was a big deal for us you know up until liberalization only your friends who had been on holidays abroad or your cousins and your uncles and aunts who lived in america and england and canada and australia when they came to visit you you know that get you even if it was a bar of soap you know now i realize what it was probably 
probably from Tesco, Tesco's essential hand cream or whatever it was. We had the standard every time we we went to India. Yeah. You had to buy one Parker ballpoint pen. Yes. And maybe Marks and Spencer. Uh, and maybe something which says Saint Michael's on it. Yeah. And uh, Quality CNA? Street, Quality Street, probably. <laughs> yeah. So those kind of things for us, for those of us who were in India and who hadn't been on those many foreign holidays. In fact, um, you know, I hadn't been on any uh, uh, foreign holidays then at all. Soon after, then I started with my mom first, and then of course America here, there, everywhere. But up until then, we. it was such a big deal for us to get something which we only so we'd only see the brands you know in films and on television shows but even television shows which were on doordashan so what does liberal liberalization mean liberalization, you could buy it in the shops yes, there yes liberalization allowed all these foreign countries to trade in india suddenly pepsi coke but i think for many many years that could be the case even now but at, at least at the start for many years Uh, the majority of the uh, in a partnership say pepsi or coke you know partnered with an indian company the majority of the stakes were still with the indian company so i remember when when pepsi first came to india it was called leher pepsi because oh, leher yes, was yes, the yes, indian yes. company leher and chips leher chips and i still yeah. remember uh, the sunday edition of the newspaper was it times of india one of these papers gave out vouchers that cut out this voucher and take it to the shop and you'll get a free leher pepsi kind of thing. what a big deal it was you know first the bottles which had been around in the rest of the world for the longest time ever then when cans came you know uh, uh, ring with ring pulls that was such a big deal and suddenly all of these oil of yule and you know all the things that we are so toblerone chocolates you only associate with travel and abroad and exotica it's so strange you mention that because steps. one of my good friends still a good friend of mine from mm. my pony school days mm. his uh, family owned campa cola huh. which was very which had a factory in delhi right it was a delhi based huh. uh, drink huh. so there was thumbs up and campa thumbs cola up, all yeah. these indian drinks yeah. and now we have to go to english uh, indian restaurants in london yeah to be able to get a taste to, uh, of thumbs up to pay for thumbs up in limka yeah. thumbs up spelled t h u m s yes with without a b um so liberalization that's why i'm saying it was such a big deal suddenly but make no mistake initially when these things flooded the indian market they were still priced quite high so you know it's not that your average person on the street would suddenly go and instead of having a thumbs up they'd say give me a coke but it was aspirational because we'd seen it in movies and this and that you know that was something everybody wanted and then of course people embraced it then you know how it went completely the other way and now It's possible. That, Suddenly, that, they were actually that reminds you of something else. I, yes. Were, were you part of this? I can't remember. But um, are you talking about custom seized shops? No, <laughs> you are not. Where you would go and get your Versace fix. Shh. How do you know about that? Louis Vuitton. Uh, well, I won't yeah. talk about it here. Okay. Yes. But well, listen, well. they weren't smuggled. Okay, by custom seized, it means whatever they had seized at the customs at the airports, they were official shops which were allowed to sell them off. Yeah, but they were mostly fake. I think. Yeah, but that's whatever why they were, it was. That's why they were seized. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there you go. I think, <laughs> as I, I I must emphasize what I think. Yes. Because I don't know. What were you going to say? I was going to say that I, well, I can't remember if you were part of it, but when KFC and all came into the country, yes, they in got India. they got in they touch with riots. me. They, they were riots as well. They were riots about the chicken. Mm. But, uh, why were there riots? I remember there were riots. There were riots. I remember during uh, the Miss World contest that Amitabh Bachchan was either hosting or he was uh, uh, he was a judge. Oh, I still remember. I can't remember the exact story. But there was something about. Did it have something to do with the way it was made? That people said it might not be halal or it might I affect remember, religious I do, sentiments. I, I, I do remember there were rights. There were rights, right? There was something like that. But I remember that a couple of us, three, four of us, were hmm. asked because hmm. we were on radio at the time. To we were protest? Asked, no, no, we were asked to do. Um, 
to do like a two-hour program saying hi you know you're listening to kfc yeah. fm yeah and uh, coming up next is brian adams yeah and that kind of thing that you know so i'd go sometimes to kfc just to hear my own voice yeah and you know <laughs> oh uh, you mean these were in-house so they're playing they all of the kfc all you know the KFCs. Yeah. yeah so you know you suddenly hear me saying uh, yeah that is finger licking good over to the next song now yeah and alongside liberalization was like i said the satellite tv boom in india suddenly we were everybody was watching bold and the beautiful santa barbara these were the main ones yeah and then not too far behind all the other indian channels kind of you know star and z and everybody suddenly had all the imports that you know from fraser and dharma and greg and friends and i can't remember the rest of them but you know everything that the world was watching we were watching it at the same time which was so thrilling so uh, but isn't uh, when you were doing your Z News days wasn't that a big event for you yes, that day? Yes, yes. That was like was. your second or third show, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I did this stint on television on national television and Z News was We had just got married the by world. the time we were just married. We just got married. Z News was, was beamed across the world in fact. And let me just tell one more thing to all the listeners that um what most people don't know is that You won't pay that much. Most of your money went in blow drying your hair and catching the taxi yes, to the studio. That's true. You know, it was the start of my career. I had to prove myself first before I could, you know, behave like a diva and say I'm only going to do this. I'm not getting out of bed for less than whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, but my point was why did you every day have to go to this hairdresser? No, I because I just wanted to, you know, my hair to look right even though it didn't. But nonetheless, that's a different story. But yeah, I think the second week into my new the week, job yeah. uh, on national television and then I had friends calling me from Dubai and all over the place saying we saw you reading the news so it was obviously an international as well 73 countries 73 countries um so there I was reading the news and uh, and now I have so much respect for people who read the news on television uh, because they're producers who are constantly saying things to you in your ear and you have to concentrate and still read the teleprompter properly at the same time and do all the interviews and everything you're meant to do um the elections were coming up and rajesh pilot at the time was this up and coming uh, uh congress politician he was to tip to be the next congress leader because he was doing very well he was massively popular rajesh pilot was on a campaign trail in dosa uh, just outside rajasthan and i remember i was reading the news when the news suddenly broke that rajesh pilot had met with an accident and he was on his way to hospital and within half an hour it was confirmed that he was actually dead all this while you're reading the news so suddenly you know there's somebody saying into your ear the shabnam we are dropping the next story just say we are crossing live to so and so when you are about 10 days into your brand new job that is the last thing you want but this is where i have to give full credit to the lady who hired me who trained me to the entire z news team you know they were so fabulous and i knew that if i could get through that evening and you know how news reading works you were given a shift so i would have to read the news at 6 o'clock at 9 o'clock at 11 o'clock in the evening prime time so i knew that if if i just held my nerve and got through those three bulletins i would be able to do anything and i think that's been my mantra ever since i remind myself in challenging times in the media that you know come on i've read the news when on the day that rajesh pilot died i'm sure i can do this it's been a bit like broadcasting from home as i have been for the last 3 weeks due to coronavirus and first i thought there's no way i'm going to be able to do it now i'm perfectly comfortable and i feel fantastic that we're still able to talk to our listeners and stay connected to have you ever thought about the people who live with you who uh, yes to, I you have to stay quiet all the time that is why my show is at a time when most nocturnal creatures are fast asleep which is my three housemates you and the two kids so i'm infinitely grateful for that well so there you go some of the highlights from uh, manish sahi mick jagger's life 
and yeah, uh, I wouldn't really call them highlights. Yeah, well, they're highlights, but highlights, but you know, memorable events and yes, memorable, memorable not just for us personally, but memorable either for the life changing events, life changing events, which we remember, which we remember a bit like the COVID nineteen pandemic, which the world will remember. You know, they once will. we are on the other side and our kids grow up, I'm sure this is something they're going to talk about. So uh, it just leaves for us to say, stay safe, stay indoors, stay indoors, look after yourself. And, and uh, make sure you tune into our podcast. Make sure you recommend, review. All the usual apps. You know where to find us. Take care. Till next time. This time we did it quite quickly, didn't we? Well, yeah, we did. Until next time. Um, well, that's it. Stay safe and uh, and stay with us. We'll bring you more stories on the Shabby and Man podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.